three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is The Real Pineapple, and this is your humble host, Hunter. Hope you guys are having a great Sunday. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there, including my amazing dad, B, uh, Byron. B, I love you so much, man. I know uh, we're unfortunately not together today, but I hope you're having a great Father's Day. So... Anyways, guys, uh, I'm going to make do a very quick review on this, because to be completely honest, there's not a lot to talk about. Uh, I'm talking about Men in Black International, which is, which opened this weekend and uh, did not open well. It actually opened to, I believe, about, 28, uh, about $28 million. Uh, people weren't... Uh, People weren't super stoked to see this, and it really shows in the final product as well as what this made. Uh, to be completely frank, guys, if you're dying to see this, uh, I'd wait. <laughs> I'd really wait uh, on seeing this. So this opened along with Shaft, which I'm also going to be reviewing here in a bit. But this one stars uh, Tessa Thompson and, of course, Chris Hemsworth, uh, fresh off their... Not super fresh, but a couple years removed from their Thor Ragnarok team up. And I really feel like between Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth and then F. Gary Gray, who, of course, has directed uh, several movies that I just freaking adore, including uh, Straight Outta Compton, which if you guys haven't seen Straight Outta Compton, go watch Straight Outta Compton. It's absolutely wonderful. And, of course, he also directed The Fate of the Furious as well. Uh, this is written by an uh, by Art uh, Markham, who was a screenwriter on the original Iron Man, which is crazy to think about. But then he also did uh, co-wrote Punisher War Zone, <laughs> which is not good, and Transformers: The Last Night, which is also not good. And his writing partner uh, Matt Holloway, who he also wrote with, yeah, they've done. God, yeah, Iron Man's the one good thing they've done. The only other movies they've done were Men in Black International, Transformers Last Night, and, uh, yeah, Punisher. God, that's that's weird. Uh, but anyways, this movie basically takes place in London, which you wouldn't have known that, but I'll get there. Uh, this, of course, stars uh, Hemsworth and Thompson. So Tessa Thompson uh, plays Molly, who becomes Agent M. Basically, when she's, I believe they say when she's eight, she goes ahead and her, uh, this creature comes into her room. It looks super cute. You find out how that connects back later. But she finds this creature. Her parents uh, find the creature before it goes in, up into her room. Uh, a couple men in black Asians show up and go, oh, hey, you called the cops. And, you know, we're here to help you out. Neutralize her parents. And they just leave. So... I went and saw this with my lovely girlfriend, Leia. So, one of the f- biggest problems right from from Jump is that this creature that Men in Black knows is out there, or is somewhere in the vicinity, when they neutralize her parents, they ask them, hey, uh, is there anyone else with you? And they just go, oh, our daughter. And they go, oh, okay, neutralize them, that's it. They at no point go in the house. The little girl, Molly, doesn't have to try to run or hide or anything like that. They just go, well, the little girl's probably asleep, whatever, and just <laughs> just drive off, which is absurd. But 
Molly, of course, ends up growing up. She becomes just obsessed. She's basically that person in her basement who has all the conspiracy theory uh, stuff on her walls. But she realizes and knows that aliens exist, finds out about Men in Black, uses a uh, like Google uh, Google Earth and like a satellite she's able to hack into to kind of triangulate where Men in Black is. She goes ahead and ends up uh, infiltrating MIB and becoming a agent on uh, oh god not uh, not permission basis that's wrong on like a probational period. She's like. A men in black agent in training and she gets teamed up with agent h who is chris Hemsworth. so i know a lot of this movie that they are doing the marketing on was really really uh hedging its bets on the whole uh chris Hemsworth, tessa thompson uh chemistry because that's so incredibly important in ragnarok and plays so well in ragnarok i think the biggest disappointment about this movie is that the 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 chemistry it just really isn't there, this movie. I thought Tessa Thompson, for what they gave her, did a pretty good job. And I think she's a much better comedian than people might give her credit for. If you watch uh, her as Valkyrie, I mean, she clearly has uh, has some great timing with physical humor and stuff like that. So I think she really, and she has a couple lines here that I went, okay, that, that was that was all right. But they really don't allow her a lot of comedic stuff. She's playing more straight woman than anything. Uh, Chris Hemsworth, I love that dude. He's just so charming. If you, and I mean, hot too. But if you, but if you watch the last Ghostbusters, you see that he's such a great comedian. Uh, Ragnarok, obviously. But then you even look at something like Vacation, which is a horrible movie. If you haven't listened to our review, you should. But Chris Hemsworth's the best part about that movie, and you see him in interviews and stuff. He has really great comedic timing. The biggest problem, or one of them, is that they don't give him a whole lot to do here. They just kind of play him. Uh, he's kind of goofy, but there's this thing that's going off his mind that the movie resolves in a really dumb way. So <laughs> it's, it's frustrating because that dynamic that needs to be so important isn't there. Say what you will about the other Men in Black movies, but the chemistry between Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones, Agents uh, J and K respectively, you you at least feel that chemistry, even if it's very depleted in the sequels. That first Men in Black movie works so well because Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith work so well together with their humor. It's kind of crazy. But for whatever reason, that chemistry just isn't here. Uh, you see Liam Neeson in this movie, which was, you know, I he worked with Tessa Thompson, didn't try to kill her. That Oh my god, I was shocked. But Liam Neeson is in this too. And the moment I saw him, uh, I whispered over to, uh, to Leia, and it was really funny because we both went, he's clearly the bad guy. Like, the movie doesn't even try to hide it. It's just like, well, so when it's revealed that he's, kind of the big bad it's like well of course he is because why wouldn't he be um that is kind of frustrating itself but there's just so little you know care care given to the movie but also Liam Neeson he is just sleepwalking through this I know that when me and Colin reviewed Cold Winter I talked a lot of shit about Liam Neeson how he just really could not be bothered to even care about that movie but he cares even less in this he does the whole you know uh, I'm not even trying to do his taken voice, but he does that that whole shtick basically when he's trying to be intense. And 
you just never feel like the movie is going is giving you what it's telling you in the sense that uh, Liam Neeson's character is saying that Agent H is like a son to him, but you never really get to see them interact together that often. So when the whole twist comes and Agent H has to accept, oh my God, you know, I he he lied to me, I, I've been tricked. You don't feel the weight of that emotional twist that it tries to tries to give you. Uh, again, say what you will about Men in Black 3, but when you find out about Agent J and how Agent K recruited him and everything, how that storyline wraps up, because there are two other films establishing their relationship, I felt the weight when it goes ahead and gives me that uh, that revelation. Here, it just felt very lazy and, uh, and, and just overrated, to be completely honest. Emma Thompson is in this movie, too, and Emma Thompson... Oh my God, she, that is maybe the easiest check she will ever get. She has two scenes in this movie. One with Tessa Thompson's uh, Molly, maybe 10, 15 minutes in after she breaks into Men in Black. They they have a conversation about, be, you know, why they're not called the women in black, which I I, I got a chuckle out of, but they, they kind of played it off a little weird the way they kind of phrased it. I was like, eh, all right. And so they have their conversation. That's going to be a five-minute scene, if that. And then at the very end of the movie, when stuff is being resolved and she comes in to kind of wrap up and put a bow on everything, uh, that's really it. Everything else in this movie, she she is not in it at all. And it's rather upsetting, to be, complete, be completely honest, considering how good of an actress she is. Uh, she's Agent O, by the way. And Liam Neeson is Agent High T. I... I'm trying to think of stuff that I liked in this. I thought, and I'm going to butcher his name, the guy from Silicon Valley, uh, Kamal, uh, not, I'm saying Najani. <laughs> uh, I'm, I, Kamal, I'm sorry. I, I, I love your, I, I love you on Silicon Valley, but, um, he's in this, he voices this guy named Pawnee, who's this alien, the last of his kind after the Hive, who are the main villains, go ahead and kill, uh, his, uh, fellow pawns and then his queen, He's probably the best part about this movie because he just had one-liner after one-liner. And it felt like they just went, you're an alien, you're cute, improv. You know, do <laughs> do whatever you want. We don't really have a have a script for you. And it kind of works. Uh, not every joke he has hits. There are some that you will kind of roll your eyes at and go, like, okay, really? That's the best you got. But he really did have chemistry, at least, with uh, Chris Burke and Tessa Thompson, which is... He actually probably had better chemistry with them than they had with each other, which is kind of sad and saying something. Um, but yeah, he has some good comedic stuff. He ends up became, becoming kind of integral later on in that third act where uh, the they fight the Hive. And I'll just say, too, the Hive, who are the villains in this movie, they're basically shapeshifters. They're scrolls, basically. It's weird to have just seen Captain Marvel, like... About, about, a, about a week ago, just rewatching it, and realizing that a Men in Black movie where aliens are the focus can't do aliens better than a fucking Captain Marvel movie. <laughs> it's a little upsetting when I think about it in those terms. And the aliens here, some of the alien designs I thought were really well done. Uh, the pawns that you see are, are really are really well done. Uh, Agent H ends up taking out this diplomat, uh, this alien diplomat. I'm blanking on the character's name. But, uh, oh, uh, uh, v uh, Vingus, Vingus, that, that was it. Um, Chris Hemsworth, Agent H, takes v uh, Vingus out 
for like a night on the town. And I thought the character design on uh, Vungus, like I think that's how you say it, was actually really well done. It made me go, no, oh, okay. It kind of looked like a, like a ugly, uglier Shrek. <laughs> it's almost how I describe him. But the character design on him was cool. So some of the alien stuff is well done. You just don't get a lot of it. And that takes me to the action. You get a shootout between Agent H, Agent M, and these two Hive agents. And it, yeah, it's just a shootout and it felt very bland. Uh, it's not how it's directed, it's just the way this, uh, it's kind of staged. Or it wasn't, it was just a lot of shooting, but not fun shooting. And you do get a couple chase scenes that are kind of cool. There's this one uh, chase scene, and I want to say in like uh, Morocco. Which, by the way, they don't touch base with the <laughs> the men in black uh, agency out in Morocco, which is never really fucking explained. Uh, that there's a chase scene where they're on this kind of like hoverboard uh, or like hovercraft sort of thing, like a motorcycle, and that was actually pretty cool. Where they actually end up meeting Pawnee, I enjoyed that. But yeah, overall, even the last big battle you get between Agent H, Agent M, and then uh, Agent High T, basically in his alien form, when you find out he works for the Hive, or uh, is a member of the Hive, that's not well done either. It's just a lot of stuff that I went, you know, this could be something more, and this should be better, and it's just not. Um, it, it's very irritating because this is a movie of wasted potential. The budget on this was only 110 mil. I believe it's it's about at 102 mil. Uh, I think including uh, international. So it, it it's not looking good for this. I don't think it's gonna really turn a profit. So Men in Black will probably go under for another you know probably go under for a decade or so before they try, someone tries this again. But it is frustrating because you've seen good sci-fi with stuff like Black Mirror and the Twilight Zone reboot. Um, if you haven't watched it, watch The Magicians on sci-fi. That's a great fucking show. Sci- good sci-fi can exist and it can be done. And you would think that with something with Men in Black where there's not only comic books of it, but there's other stuff they can draw from as far as aliens and sci-fi, that they just can't get this right for whatever reason. And I know Chris Hemsworth. I know he loves playing Thor. But Hemsworth wants to have another franchise going. I mean, why the hell wouldn't he? Tessa Thompson... She's one of the best actors or actresses, uh, period, we have working right now. She deserves better than this. She was just in one of my favorite movies of last year in Creed 2. She's an amazing actress. But, I mean, this isn't, you know, this isn't a new vehicle for her, which sucks. So, yeah, it's just, it's very disappointing because it would be cool if this franchise could go ahead and be better than what's been portrayed as currently. But, uh, yeah, they have not found the right formula yet. Uh, they have still yet to top or really even come close to the 97 original, which is upsetting. You'd think that they kind of would have figured that out by now, but what are you going to do? So I'm really torn on my grade because uh, Alea and I watching this, I and she would tell you I was fighting to stay awake for like the last... 20 minutes or so it's like can this just be over i don't care uh, you know i just wasn't invested in this which you know is a shame uh we saw this uh early in the day uh yeah thankfully we didn't see this at night and pay full price but i mean it's fine i guess but it's not something that i even would recommend you rush out to see even at maybe like a discount tuesday even if you have to see it 
But for me, this is... It's such a waste of the franchise. Oh, God. Okay, I'm really kind of torn. Okay, I'm going to give this a... Mm, I'm going to give this a C- minus because it's... It's that thing that you could rent on Amazon for, you know, $5.99 or whatever, or Redbox, and you'd go, okay, like that was a waste of my time, you know? I'm happy I didn't see it in a the theater and, you know, go out to pay for it, but this is something you can watch at home. I mean, if this was on sale on Black Friday for 5 bucks, I'd, I'd probably buy it. It's, it's decent background noise, but overall, though, this really needed to be better, and it wasn't, and... It's a shame. So, I mean, if you want to watch some good Men in Black stuff that's not the first movie, watch Men in Black, the TV series. Uh, that was on Kids WB, I think, back in 90... I think it was 99 or 2000 that came out. Um, yeah, watch that. That's really good. Uh, it's way better than this. So, yeah, it's a bummer, but unfortunately not uh, unexpected. Uh, so, guys, have you seen Men in Black International? Let me know what you thought in the comments below. You can go ahead and like us on Facebook at The Real Pineapple. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter at JHunterRealPineapple. You can follow our buddy Scott on Twitter. We'll see you next month, Scott. Woo! At Nearman the First. And you can follow Colin on Twitter at The Real O'Neill. And you can go ahead and follow, uh, go ahead and subscribe, like us, share us. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud, uh, Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean at The Real Pineapple. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we will go ahead and have a review up for you guys this weekend for Toy Story 4. You're so excited for that. And, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, there's really nothing else coming out this week because no one wants to go up against Toy Story. But, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Take care.